the pandemic, social unrest, the state, and the White House. You are listening to The John DePietro Show. Summer, continue to enjoy your best lawn ever with Lawn Doctor of Rhode Island. Contact them today for a free quote, 401-392-1025 or online, LawnDoctor.com. A lot more summer ahead, plus the fall. Lawn Doctor of Rhode Island, your best lawn ever, guaranteed. Call for a free quote today, 401-392-1025. Find out also about keeping your family safe from ticks and mosquitoes. Lawn Doctor of Rhode Island. Check out their website. It's LawnDoctor.com or call today for a free quote, 401-392-1025. John DePietro on AM 1380, 99.9 FM. Folks, you can always listen online at the website, DePietro.com. Well, it is Wednesday. God, it already seems like it has been a long week, but it's Wednesday. It is uh, August 4th. And I want to just um, start off by touching on the fact that I thought Governor McKee, you're seeing someone really coming to the Rhone who's very calm and composed, uh, especially when it comes to the mayor of Providence, Mayor Lorza. There is a, a violence problem in the city. The mayor is... Um, created some problems for himself that now there's just this element of lawlessness now in regards to the the young woman from warwick that lost her life are just senselessly senselessly shot and killed no reason uh over the course of the weekend uh thanks to three generous donors there's now a reward up to fifteen thousand dollars for any information that leads to the arrest and conviction of those responsible folks the police can't do it alone uh this is a tough crime it is terrible it's and the atvs continue to run the city it's an element of lawlessness but i think uh, it was interesting yesterday that governor mckee is not hesitating to call out mayor lorza governor mckee yesterday if you heard the briefing i'm going to play some of the sound coming up a little bit later but he had no problems and qualms saying that when it came to his interaction with Mayor Lorza last week, he thought that his state police do, uh, detail, that they were totally within the bounds of their rights, uh, that their number one job is to protect. He also said that we didn't see the first 15 to 20 seconds of this where apparently Mayor Lorza came in really hot, and that's what drew, drew their attention and then, um, you know, really focused on. So, you know, this is someone who he is like spiraling out of control and he's taken the city with him. And it is uh, and it's a dangerous situation. You've got to have people on board. Public safety should be number one. Mayor Lorset has made it very clear in his mind. Public safety is not a big concern of his. He feels that certain qualities of life uh, can take a back seat to he doesn't think that people should get arrested for for various things he's willing to let uh things kind of go by the board so to speak he's willing to let quality of life suffer for what he thinks should just be basic freedoms and i disagree with that uh and anyone you know when i hear from different people um you know it's one thing that it's around the fourth of july and people setting off fireworks but then it's a sunday night and there's loud music at 2 30 in the morning and you have to go to work the next day these are the types of things that just completely uh people just say like i can't take this anymore i am fed up i call no one reach, reaches out you can't deal with these people lawlessness now on the national front i also thought governor mckee he has spoken out about uh the governor of new york andrew cuomo and that is i mean this guy if you read this this goes beyond what we initially uh thought or heard about this he seems even more cuomo now he's more like a harvey weinstein where it the, the harvey weinstein horror and just what a despicable individual harvey weinstein is and was is it just became like that was his routine and it's like cuomo during the course of the day he, no matter who he encountered he just felt that he was in this position it was like a game that he could get away with it and then he starts you know hugging everyone and kissing everyone and then thinking like that's his get out of jail free card you know did i go in and did i he put his paws all over and manhandle some woman in this room yeah but hey i did it to the two women next to her and i did it to the two guys next to them that that's hardly a defense so folks again um we have a lot to talk about violence in providence continues governor mckee and then we'll also uh talk about the situation 
that is going on in uh, just the country with this Cuomo thing. Where even President Biden, who was on the same page, they were allies. Even he's calling for him to resign. So a lot more ahead right here on the John DePietro Show. Well, it's a challenge to run your business these days. Maybe you need to find the right type of workers. Why not let MEGA professionals find them for you? Call MEGA professionals today, serving Rhode Island and Massachusetts, 508-336-7801. MEGA, M-E-G-A, professionals, 508-336-7801. Maybe if you need workers, maybe you have workers that won't come back to work. You need drivers, certified help, part-time full-time, maybe weekend work, you need the professionals at MEGA Professionals. Let them find the workers for you. They screen them all out. They send them right over to you. Serving Rhode Island, Massachusetts, call them today, 508-336-7801. Maybe you need mechanics or skilled labor or warehouse workers, office workers, professionals, even those in the healthcare profession. MEGA Professionals, call them today, 508 508- 336-7801. Again, 508-336-7801. You focus on your business. Let MEGA professionals help you find the workers. MEGA professionals, 508-336-7801. Have you been thinking about updating your website? Do you have questions about how to get the most out of social media for your business? Would you like a free consultation from a local digital marketing professional? has been doing this work for 23 years? Contact Karen Etchells at Innovast Digital Marketing. Karen will help you better position your brand on the web to engage visitors and get results. She's local and responsive. Call Karen Etchells at 401-321-2799. That's 401-321-2799. Or find Karen on the web at www.innovast.com. This summer, let J.K.L. Engineering keep you and your family nice and cool. J.K.L. Engineering, call them today, 401-351-7600. They're licensed in Rhode Island and Massachusetts. J.K.L., it's going to be a hot summer ahead. Call J.K.L. Engineering today. Estimates are free. Financing is available. Remember, with J.K.L., 54 years in business, reputation is second to none, especially for technical expertise, customer satisfaction. J.K.L. is an approved National Grid VPI installer. They're also a Navian certified factory dealer. Call J.K.L. for a system replacement, oil to gas for a heat pump. Estimates are free. Financing is available this summer. Call J.K.L. Engineering right now. Remember, they do it right. They do it right the first time. They'll keep you and your family or your employees nice and cool. Call J.K.L. 401 351 7600. Remember, J.K.L. Engineering, licensed in Rhode Island and Massachusetts, a carrier factory authorized dealer. It's J.K.L. Call them 401 351 7600. This summer, stay nice and cool with J.K.L. Engineering, 401-351-7600. Folks, you're listening to the John DePietro Show weekdays. We start at 11, we go until 2. It's AM 1380, 99.9 FM. You can always listen online at the award-winning now website, which is DePietro.com. Joining me right now, he's a columnist for the Boston Globe, primarily focuses on Rhode Island. It is Dan McGowan. And Dan, last week, I, I'm going to argue that um, we had a long way to go, but I think it was uh, – <clears throat> we'll look back and say it was a defining week in many ways, not in a good way, but for Providence Mayor Jorge Orlozzo, who you have covered since he burst on the scene 2013, 2014, announcing he was running for mayor. And um, let, let's start off, if you don't mind, but just what you've heard in behind the scenes, starting with last Wednesday, it was a week ago, seems like a long time ago, but he somehow thought it would be a good idea to have this press conference outside Governor McKee's office about the teacher's contract. It was not well covered, seemed kind of frustrated, and then uh, leading to this now infamous encounter at Waterfire. Yeah, I mean, John, you, you described it pretty well. Defining week, I mean, there's another way to put it, worst week of his political yeah. career. Yep. Um, the interesting thing about this uh, and about sort of the way I think Mayor Lorza is interpreting it um, is probably not going to surprise you all that much, which is I think he is so used to being to 
sort of being criticized and in his eyes, in his eyes, unfairly criticized. I would disagree, yeah. obviously, that he he kind of is writing this off. And I know his staff especially is writing off what happened last week as, yeah, it looks bad, probably could have handled it better, but no one will cut me any slack. I mean, I had a, a staffer say to me uh, right after it happened, if Buddy Cianci did this, it would have been celebrated as an act of, you know, Providence's mayor sticking up for kids. And I, what, what this goes into, and I hate to over kind of psychoanalyze it, is you said it. I mean, I've covered the mayor for a really long time. And I think, I think all politicians to some degree are like this. But I think especially the mayor of Providence, this mayor, the last one, Cicilline was like this. <laughs> You, you get into such a kind of such silos and so focused on the, the people that kind of do support you that you start to discount everybody else in, you know, everyone that has a different opinion than you. And the reason you get away with it in Providence is you haven't had a Republican elected to the city council in 30 years. You haven't sure. had any sort of real opposition and and, and I, I look at it with, with the mayor right he you know gets elected years ago beats buddy cianci so he thinks to himself oh i'm you know i'm riding high I've, I've got there and then you start to chip away at it right so first it becomes oh uh, john DePietro criticizes me well john DePietro hates everybody so so i can write that off and right. then and then you say you know, channel Dan McGowan, channel 12 or, or, you know, whatever the, the journal is criticizing me. Um, well, they, they're always looking for a story. So th they have their own angles. They have their own agenda. And suddenly you do this with everybody. You do this with the East siders that don't like you. You do yep. this with, you know, Oh, I didn't hire their friend. So they don't like me. And suddenly you get to a point six and a half years later where the only people around you are people who are either true believers, they think you are the bee's knees, right? The best mayor there could ever be, or they're sticking on for their lives because they want to continue to cash a paycheck, and you have nothing else. You're not listening to anybody. You you act, in this, in this case last week, irrationally, um, and that's how you get to a point where you're still today. I mean, Mayor Lorza today is still saying... Oh, look, I just raised another $200,000. I have the second most money in the governor's race. Yep. Uh, I'm not so bad. It's it's not as bad as, as people are making it out to be. And that's where we are today. Mayor Lorza does not think last the last week has been the worst week of his political career, whereas oh everybody else in Rhode Island, you and I included, would say clearly it was that bad of a week. Hey, McGowan, I spoke with a very experienced political person in, in last week after this happened and said, you know, what's interesting about this is the dynamic of <clears throat> this person. I won't say who it was, but said most of the time the mayor, the battles are all with, you know, the city council right. and trying to get this passed and they're blocking me on this. And and that's kind of an arena where a mayor, you know, carries a lot of weight. It's the mayor. It's the mayor against the head of the city council or this person or that person. He you don't hear anything about that. All of his battles are right now seemingly statewide and they're they're not battles that are necessarily are battles that he can win and they're not battles so go back use and this is a little bit before my time but you were square in the middle of it you know when david cicilline was mayor and he had yep. a republican governor to fight yes. with at least in his eyes he was representing the democrats and don kachiri was representing the republicans sure and so you could say well i'm fighting with a you know, with right. the Republicans. I'm fighting with Easy the foe. Exactly. Easy foe. Yeah. In this case, you're fighting with the incumbent Democratic governor who right now is very popular. Um, and, and so it doesn't look good. You're right. I mean, it, the way this normally works is you can steamroll the city council in Providence because the Providence City Council, they don't know how to handle press. They don't, you know, sometimes they do well. Some of them are savvier than others. But generally speaking, you know, the mayor gets to hold a press conference anytime he wants. The city council right. doesn't. No. Um, and so you're right. But now this this idea that, you know, this is what taking it to the state level means. Right? Yeah. He wants to be the governor. And so he has to kind of take his fight, to, uh, you know, to Dan McKee. But uh, he really he just misread 
I think he misread the views of, of people. I think there are, you and I have talked about it for months. There are people and, and, and we could talk about the Providence teachers contract. It's not, we will. it's not perfect, whatever, <laughs> right. but you can't go and nearly challenge the, the governor of Rhode Island to a fight at a nonprofit event. Yeah. Uh, he, he just misread this. And like I said, I really go back to it. Everybody around him is telling him it's not as bad as it seems. You're great. The governor's the one that's wrong. Whereas everybody else is looking at this and saying, oh my God, that was, you know, he, he should be rethinking whether he runs for anything at all next year. Folks, we're speaking with Dan McGowan of the Boston Globe. Now, Dan, maybe you have insight on this because I'm hearing from someone who is a supporter who they claim that this is being guided by a consultant. It was a consultant that told him, you know, you got to draw attention to the contract and told him to do the press conference. It was a consultant that said, you're going to show in front of the media, uh, you know, that you're tough against the governor. And then someone else I talked to said, no, this is an audible. He's calling all these on his own. Any any insight on this? I fall on and I'm not going to pretend I know, you know, you look through campaign reports and you see who you're hiring and stuff like that. That's the best I can do. I lean towards the latter point. I think this is the mayor thinking he has a moment and kind of going at it on his own. I mean, you know, there's a, there was a lot of debate last week about how scripted was his, you know, going after Dan McKee. I would say, I think you and I would both agree, certainly he knew what he was going to do when he got yeah. to the water fire event. The, yep. the, the difference between him and a lot of politicians is, <clears throat> I don't think he pulled that ahead of time. I think, no. I, I think he was legitimately angry. I've seen him maybe three or four times in his career, almost always funny enough for a Democrat dealing with public employee unions where the mayor gets, um, you know, blindly angry. He, he, you know, firefighters at one point, teachers a couple of times, he, he gets very, very upset. And I think he thought, I think he thought this out a little bit and said, I'm going to, you know, make a little bit of a scene here, try to draw attention to this, but I don't think it's, you know, driven by, what uh, what others tell him to do. And one of the reasons I, I, I tend to believe that's true is he hasn't shown up as, as hiring very many consultants. We don't know, you know, who is really advising him other than, you know, a very, very kind of small group, including his wife and others, um, you know, who, who have always been with him. And so, yeah, I think it's more of, he, you know, he, he kind of came up with this on his own and then really kind of went all in on it. Um, a political operative that I talked to said it reminded him of sometimes right for a candidate's going to walk out of stage in a debate, a, a campaign consultant will say, no, remember, you, you know, you need to be animated, show a lot of energy. And then the, the person doesn't have time to practice that and properly process it. So they go out and they just start talking very fast <laughs> and they don't have a chance right to practice the play. And that's that to me what it seemed like. Like well, he had an idea of what he wanted to do, but it, it like total F in the in the delivery. How do you think Governor McKee has has handled it? Because as someone mentioned to me last night, you know, they certainly have a chance to kind of let the person off the mat. But if you saw the the briefing yesterday, I, I was throwing batting practice and he was slamming them out of the park. Oh yeah, I, I think the governor has handled <laughs> this. Uh the way the governor of Rhode Island would or should handle this he's he's sort of swatting at flies here and kind of yeah. saying look you know i'm i'm the bigger man here the mayor was inappropriate and uh we're gonna move forward and you know what he has the credibility to back that up right yeah. you know he can say again whether the contract is good or not i got a contract done you gave up your schools he can draw a very clear contrast i think the one problem that that he runs into potentially um, is Dan McKee's life is a lot easier if Mayor Lorza is a candidate for governor. Yeah. Uh, right. You know, the more people, the merrier. And then, the you know, then the, the governor gets to kind of run a moderate path to to, to a primary victory. Um, it, the last week has been so bad for Mayor Lorza. I don't think Mayor Lorza is, you know, again, he's got a million dollars, so he's ready to he's still going to do this. But. Um, I, I do think that the governor handled this so well and the mayor handled it so bad that there will be a revisiting of the conversation with Mayor Lorza to say, hey, maybe it's not your time to be the governor. And I think 
uh, it doesn't mean Governor McKee can't still win a primary, but he would like more people in this race uh, as opposed to fewer. Yeah, and definitely Alorza. So, <clears throat> Mayor Alorza, excuse me. Folks, quick break. A lot more. Dan McGowan of the Boston Globe right here on the John DePietro Show. MEGA truck and trailer repair. Call them today. Commercial trailers, diesel equipment. Serving Rhode Island and Massachusetts, 508-336-2110. 508-336-2110 for MEGA, M-E-G-A, MEGA truck and trailer repair. As I said, commercial trailers, diesel equipment, free estimates. FHWA inspections and Rhode Island State Inspection Station. Trailer pickup and delivery. 24-hour mobile service. Serving Rhode Island and Massachusetts, it's MEGA Truck and Trailer Repair. Call them today, 508-336-2110, 24-hour mobile service, and also ABS repairs, brakes, doors. Listen, if it's on a trailer, MEGA Truck and Trailer Repair, they can repair it. Call them today, 508-336-2110, 508-336-2110, it's MEGA Truck and Trailer Repair. If you've been thinking about updating your website or if you have questions about how to get the most out of social media for your business, you could receive a free consultation from a local digital marketing professional. And she's been doing this work for 25 years. Contact Karen Etchells at InnoVest Digital Marketing. She will help you better position your brand on the web to engage visitors and get results. She's local and responsive. Give Karen a call for a free consultation at 401 401- 321-2799. That's 401-321-2799. Or find Karen on the web at www.innovast.com. For all your tree needs, call the tree trimming experts in Lincoln. It's Yankee Tree Service. Call them today for a free quote, 401-439-6028. Yankee Tree Service, 401 401- 439-6028. Fully insured tree removal company with a licensed arborist. Yankee Tree Service. They provide various tree services, including tree removal, pruning, land clearing, stump grinding, and bobcat service. Check out their website, yankeetreeservice.com. Whether it's for tree removal or stump grinding, Yankee Tree Service provides stump grinding so you can enjoy your landscape without the eyesore of old stumps. Tree pruning. You know, many times a tree just needs to be pruned instead of completely cut down. The licensed arborists with Yankee Tree Service, they'll help you decide what's the best treatment plan for your tree. Emergency service or bucket truck service. They'll get up in the bucket. Call Yankee Tree Service today for a free quote, 401-439-6028 or online at yankeetreeservice.com. We're speaking with Dan McGowan of the Boston Globe, who, Dan, I, I really enjoyed the way you broke out uh, the campaign financing, how much they've raised is interesting. You took a unique approach, tying it into Greg's and death by chocolates. <laughs> Talk about the field. Um, boy, one thing about the general treasury, certainly making a statement. Absolutely. You know, for, and for people out there who are listening and saying, what is, what is he talking about? What we did for a roadmap, my daily newsletter yesterday was, uh, you know, go through who has most money. And then I said, you know, here's what it, what that equal with that money, a million dollars or a million five equals in uh, Greg's death by chocolate cakes. Right. It's a silly say like, here's a different way to be, you know, kind of personable and here's what it all means. And you're exactly right. I mean, uh, Seth Magaziner has proven to be uh, one of the strongest fundraisers, certainly the strongest fundraiser in this governor's race. He's got more than a million five now, um, which is significant. You know, like you start to get to yeah. that two, two and a half million, which is where you'll probably be, see him, you know, a year from now. That's what it costs to, to win a governor's race in Rhode Island. And so he's, he's well on his way. You are starting to see uh, Governor McKee really make a move. He raised a lot of money in the last quarter. Uh, Mayor Lorza is still there, though, raised more than $200,000. So did Nellie Gorbea. So, you know, what you look at in these reports, it, you always look for the signs of where's the weakness. And, yep. you know, when you start to see somebody tail off or have a weak quarter, that's where, especially a year out, 
that's where you start to say, oh boy, you know, that person's probably not going to be in it for the long run. Right now, those four kind of top tier candidates, the governor, magaziner, Gorbea, and Alorza to some degree are all, they're all doing what they have to do to be candidates. And there's nothing in their campaign reports that suggest uh, they're going anywhere anytime soon. Yeah. <clears throat> and especially the, the two that you might think be lacking a little bit might be Nellie Govia, Secretary of State, Ian, who's the only announced candidate That's officially, right. right? And Governor McKee even obviously is there, but hasn't fully announced just yet. But uh, but her and Mayor Alorza are going strong. Dan McGowan, I also just want to circle back to get your thoughts on. <clears throat> so Mayor Alorza has the dust up Wednesday night. Thursday, they schedule a Zoom with the reporters. Uh, I think you were the first one out of the box with the questions on that. And I'll tell you, you know, Friday, I was surprised because I actually went. They were unveiling five or six new fire trucks and so forth, the safety complex. And I mean, I covered Mayor Cianci, who would walk out of the courthouse steps during blood and all and still be chatting with the media, give you a soundbite, quote, whatever. He, he actually ducktailed and yeah. ran, and then he did the same thing at the next event. And my thing is, if you're going to be, hey, listen, I got to break a few eggs to make an omelet, and I'm the tough guy in the race, and, you know, as you said, I'm going to fight for the kids. If you're going to carry that mantle, you're going to carry the mantle. You you can't, like, sometimes I am and sometimes I'm not. But what what is your thoughts on, on just, to, I'm curious your reaction to the decision we know why they did it was to control it but the zoom with the reporters last thursday were yeah. doubled down yeah i mean the the thing that we were all going into it saying was um you know the only question that matters is does he apologize right yes the the, the idea that you know he, he he got the contract from me right i reported it last right. week yeah and that was the Huge only scoop by the, the way thank you we're very much. To that. it was the only reason why they even knew what was in the contract right and so he, you know, he wanted to have this, uh, you know, this conversation. He thought he was able, he was going to be able to, because of what he did the night before, because of confronting the governor, he was going to get his chance to have everybody take him seriously and list his grievances with the contract. And, you know, before it started, I was on the phone with his staff saying, look, he's not getting a single question that's going to be meaningful about the contract. The guy yep. confronted the governor in public yeah. and got caught on video doing it. And it, he just, he tried to press on for I me. Mean, you heard it. I think, I think the first, I asked the first couple, then the, there must've been four or five questions right in a row that yes. were basically to be clear, mayor, are you saying you don't apologize? And he right. refused to kind of, he, he didn't flat out say, no, I'm not apologizing. He just kind of read through his statements and tried to go on and on. Yeah. I think it's a poor showing because, because of, of the, the reason you just described. If, if you're going to be, right, you can't say, well, Buddy Sancy would have been treated differently if you're not going to go all in here and right. say, yeah, I'll, you know, I'll talk to anyone, anytime, anywhere. And I'll say this too. You know, I said to, to, to the mayor, to the mayor's people, sort of off to the side, look, you know, I get it. You're, you're going to get all these questions about, uh, about the fight or the confrontation have mayor get on the phone with me i'll talk to him about the contract let's go over it and you know when he's still going to get all the questions that he's normally going to get but i'll do a story on his actual grievances and he didn't want that because he didn't want the one-on-one -on -one wow. kind of um uh, you know he wanted and he wanted the the, the kind of controlled setting of uh being able to do it on zoom and being able to kind of you know, mute people if he wants, or just talk through you, which which he has a tendency to do. Um, so I, I think it came across really poorly. It was a bad look to. Uh, I think he muted or staff muted Steph Machado yeah. at one point, or his assistant did. Teresa it, that that's exactly yeah. right. And, you know, or, some of that's inside baseball, some of that's yeah. typing, but. It, 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 we know what doesn't happen in live press conferences the mute button that's right uh and i think that's that's a problem he's gotta start he's gonna be this guy that's gonna be tell it like it is that's gonna be you know aggressive he's gotta do that all the time you can't run away from john DePietro. you can't hold i him. was shocked yeah. yes i mean like oh okay he's so he's gonna be aggressive now and be like what do you got go ahead shoot and right. instead 
he ducktails and like whoa 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 what happened to wednesday night with you gonna face the community right. what happened you can't take the cowardly out you're escaping through the back door by the, the way if you're public really, safety complex if you time out here if you really want a headline you should take a swing at you it'll be a yes. great story fine <laughs> and dan mcgowan you did write a column where you and and folks huge scoop dan mcgowan actually got a copy of the, the teacher's contract and and even I wanted to get your reaction to what you think of Mary Beth Calabro and her tweet saying that whoever, however you obtained it, uh, you know, was kind of lousy to put it mildly. But, uh, you know, you you wrote a column saying he's not entirely wrong in this. But what I noticed was when given the opportunity, he couldn't punch out the ABC, which is what's wrong with it? A, teachers take Mondays and Fridays off. B, principals still can't hire. They Like he still, when given the platform, he couldn't just like bang it out really easy. Like give us the elevator pitch on what's wrong with it. That's right. Well, I mean, one question I asked in the press conference of him that was on zoom was, so give me an example of a contract anywhere in the country that you think, right. You think we're not Cause Remember the idea that you could just completely evaporate a teacher's contract and suddenly be, you know, uh, in, in a no union situation it's just that's not realistic in rhode island right that's not gonna happen at least not you know anytime soon and so i always do think like okay so show me the example is there a contract in indiana that you would say is the best contract there is couldn't really do it and i think that's right i mean you know he he uh he really struggles to get past um you know, the, the, the very basics. And the, the, the truth is, and I, I think I wrote this in my column, I do think the mayor had a point. I think yeah. that this contract without um, any sort of real public process, and I don't mean public voting, that's not what I mean. What I right. mean is in normal cases, the public, and by the way, journalists can go to the city council meeting. You can listen to the debate over a vote or over a contract you can get a copy of, you know, what we call a fiscal note, which shows you how much something is going to cost, stuff like that. These are basic, basic things that, you know, in a lot, I mean, John, how many people call you in different communities that are these, you know, the, the sort of the gadfly types that, you know, always want to tell you, oh, my God, in Jamestown, you won't believe this contract yep. in Warwick, right? Yes. Communities all over the, the state have this. And in this case... There's there's the teachers union. They get to ratify. They get to vote on the contract. And there was no flip side. There was no, you know, the commissioner is even going to sit around and answer all of your questions or the governor's going to come out and, and answer, you know, basic questions. There's no legislative process. And and so that's where I say, you know, the mayor, I think, was right about the issues that he was drawing where the, the mayor is a bit hypocritical or at least he's grandstanding is, again, the mayor hadn't. The, the first time the mayor talked about the teachers' contract, he still hadn't even read it yet. Wow! And so, you know, when, that was Wednesday when they were having the the, huh. pre, the, the press conference. He had not Oof. seen it, and so, huh. you know, the idea that unimaginable. The idea that it's a bad contract without CNC even seeing would have had that. CNC would have had it. CNC would have. CNC would have had it for sure. You know, Dan McGowan, I could even answer part of the question. I remember early on, Afonte Green, when asked about it, she said, well, for starters, it should be less than 10 pages. That's right. I think it's 53. I remember when Fran Gallo gave me the Central Falls contract. It was 91 pages. And I still mentioned that there's a local college president that called me up and said, my, co my contract, head of a university, is three pages. That's right. People, 53, 91, like absolute insanity. But he couldn't even you know put that out but what what a conclusion to the john hopkins report of who would have thought that two years ago when this whole thing started and this is the moment and everything else and all the meetings and hours of negotiations and boom it just kind of went off in a whimper and in the end they he lost the momentum that that they did initially have uh, with Infante Green, with all those community meetings and Governor Amundo, and he was criticized for going to Hawaii. And in the end, it was it seemed like almost a non-event at uh, Roads of the Patuxent, as then they just got their new deal. Sounds like a good one too. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's certainly a good one if you're a teacher. It's a, yeah. it's a great deal if you're a teacher. You're getting three thousand more dollars. You're getting lots of yep. you know. You're getting minor raises. They're not significant, but they're raises. Mm -hmm. um, I, I think you're right. I, this is. Uh, 
if the mayor thought that last week was an effort to kind of make the conversation be about children, it, the only children that were, were being talked about was him, right? It right. was about him. It was about his governor's race. It was about a fight with the governor. Um, you know, truthfully, uh, you know, as somebody who really likes this stuff, I love education reporting. You know, there there has not been enough conversation about the contract because it's all been overshadowed by this mayor. And by the way, there's now there's no reason to have a conversation about the contract. It's in law. It's it's done. It's a done deal. Uh, and so now you're stuck dealing with it for the next, you know, through the 2023 school year. So basically the next governor, this will be one of the first things that they get handed to them for a new contract. But um, yeah, it, this was not uh, this was not a good ending to a conversation that I can remember you and I talking about two years ago about, boy, you know, this commissioner, she's the real deal. She's got people coming out in the, you know, in the heat, in the gyms yeah. in the summer to, to, to talk about this. Well, yep. it's, you know, that may have, you know, came in with, with a lot. And now it's very much, I think, fizzled is, is the best way to put it. Folks, another quick break. A lot more. Dan McGowan of the Boston Globe right here on the John DePietro Show. Mega Logistics. They're there to help you. Give them a call today. 401-431-2300. MEGA Mega Logistics. If you have freight, you need freight, goods, Third-party brokerage for your company, warehousing and transportation. How about custom freight, supply chain management, routing, bill auditing, customer developing, proven track record with Fortune 500 companies. You can depend on MEGA, MEGA Logistics. Call them today, 401-431-2300. 401-431-2300. Does that sound like your company? Maybe you have freight or you need freight goods third-party brokerage, warehousing, transportation, custom freight. They have the experience. Call them today. MEGA Logistics, 401-431-2300. We're speaking with Dan McGowan of the Boston Globe. And Dan, I just want to follow, finish up on Mayor Lorza, but um, there's a political consultant I talked to that said uh, he, he was working with a very tall politician. It was kind of awkward, but they used to train him that whenever he's going to enter a room and he didn't know a lot of people, they would have him stand next to, and this sounds mean, but the shortest person in the room. <laughs> and then as you're looking, because the guy was like 6'4", six, 6'5", six, it really like, wow, look how tall that guy is. Right now, Mayor Lord's in danger where, to me, you, you're now starting to see it is just a pile on. Everybody's lining up. As I said yesterday, Governor McKee, he is in no way shy uh, about taking shots at, at the mayor. I, you're going to hear more about the mayor Cranston starting to do it. The police union are attacking him. Uh, he, the 195 land was taken away from him. The schools were taken away from him. Um, he is, uh, he, he's becoming a little bit of a solitary man here. Yeah. You know, it is, uh, it, it, rem- it reminds you, and, it, and these are weird politicians to be comparing it to because they had different problems, but you know, remember sort of the end of President Trump, like after January 6th, where lots yep. of people felt very free to say, yes. you know, how they felt or how they wanted people to think they felt um, to some degree. And not even remotely the same thing. But you think about the New York governor, right? Lots of people now feel very free to say he should be impeached. He should right. sit down. He's got to go. This is that, you know, it goes back to what we were talking about just a little while ago, John. Mayor Lorza has this very small and shrinking group of friends, supporters, staffers, and nobody else, right? It's not like he has, you know, it's not like the charter schools were standing with him last week to say, no. you're right about this. Uh, and, and it's not like the, uh, you know, use, fighting with the police, right? It's not as though the, the progressive defund the police folks are standing with him either. So he's kind of on a and by himself or, you know, with a with very few people. And I think it becomes easier the more everybody does it. So, you know, you're not seeing anybody um, you know, step up to say, you, you know, you're not seeing Congressman Cicilline saying, you know, it's hard being the mayor of Providence. And, I, you know, I support Mayor Lorza for, you know, all he's all he's doing, all he's trying to do. You're not seeing any public official come out in, in any way 
no. stand with him. And then privately, you know, people are laughing. People are laughing at the city of Providence. They're laughing at the mayor's office. Uh, and so, yeah, I, I think it gets worse. I think you, you said it, you know, I think you're going to start to see other mayors really take swings. He's never had good relationships at the state house. Uh, even, you know, he and John Igliozzi, the city council president, um, you know, have never really gotten along. But even the city council president now feels like, okay, this is a moment where I can look yeah. like a bigger man. And, and he had a great line with being governed by social media. That that's was right. a really good line. Yeah, and by the way, he's, he's not wrong. He's not wrong at all. He's not wrong no. at all about that. That's how this works. Now, John Igliozzi governs by social media just as much as anybody, but his point is right. <laughs> Dean McGowan, uh, Kate Coyne McCoy, Democrat strategist folks, uh, said she hopes uh, Lindsey Graham basically come some playoff on that asking for a friend dies of COVID. Another thing came out. Do you think she makes it? Were you surprised that Speaker Sakachi came out and basically laid it out that he was going to let her stay? And then Governor McKee was a little more tentative and said he's going to meet with the Senate president. Any any thoughts on that? What are you hearing on that? I'm surprised that she hasn't already either sat yeah. down or been fired. I think that was, and I think you uncovered, you know, another tweet that she was, yes. you know, inappropriately talking about Republicans. The interesting thing here, people are going to be surprised to hear this, but, you know, or maybe not, but in, in, the, in the U.S. Senate in particular, despite everything, all how polarizing everything is, you, you got to know that there's only a hundred of them and they, they, they're strange bedfellows up there. Yes. And people should know, you know who one of Lindsey Graham's best friends in the U.S. Senate is? Jeffrey. Shel- no. Oh, Sheldon, Sheldon Whitehouse. Sheldon Whitehouse. Yeah. Sheldon Whitehouse and Lindsey yeah. Graham are actually buddies. And it's because they can wrestle on the floor. And sure, you know, has Whitehouse distanced himself because Lindsey Graham tied himself to President Trump, all that stuff? Of course. But they are buddies. And, yeah. and, and Reed has plenty of buddies on the Republican side. And so I think what, what I'm a little bit surprised is you're not seeing more of the power, the people that matter in right. Rhode Island democratic politics kind of step up and say, Hey, this has got to go. My guess though, is uh, that happens behind the scenes, right? It, this yeah. is, it's easy to make the call to uh, to, to chairman McNamara. If you're reading, you know, even McKee can, can kind of say, Hey, this is a distraction. It looks terrible. she's got to go and I'd be stunned if you know if a few months from now we're talking about her remaining with the party I'd be stunned if if next week she is out do you think that's like a Friday at five o'clock type of little release that goes yeah you know I'm I'm I'm, I'm going to move on to to, you know different endeavors or something like that yeah Yeah, five o'clock yeah (laughs) Uh, Dan McGowan I once but I moderated a debate at Warwick Mall with her and Langevin when they were running for the congressional seat I moderated that on my show four people at the Warwick Mall I set that up was Was that was that Angel Tavares too in that race he was yeah Yeah. I was I um that was the first debate I ever did now also folks um Dan McGowan this story of uh, and your colleague uh did a fantastic job Maya from Warwick I mean that just shows the dangerousness of Providence of Someone, there's no other way to describe it. Wrong place, wrong time. Standing on Oldie Street, which that that part, there are nice houses around there. If you go way down, keep going north up the hill, Governor Raimondo, Morris runs right off of Oldie. For her to be standing there, granted late, but, oh, my God, a random drive-by shooting and takes the life of a 24-year-old girl from Warwick. Heartbreaking. Yeah, I mean, unfortunately, this is when things get real, right? Yeah. Uh, when... when, when when a young woman who is clearly not the intended target, no. you know, is, is, is killed. This is when people start to really get, you know, nervous. And you're right. Don't undersell this. Only street is not that far away from Morris Avenue where, no. where governor Raimondo used to, I guess she used to live because she sold the house, but um, uh, you know, that is not people say, Oh, well over there, camp street, it's bad. Yeah. It's, you know, it, not really, that is not the the neighborhood you remember twenty five years ago. No, uh, you know it's it's very gentrified, all that kind of stuff. It's it, you know it's it's a place where you go get bagels and coffee, and yeah. uh, and for that to happen, uh, yeah, it's a you know I saw I think you you were tweeting you know you're now seeing up to you know fifteen thousand yes. uh, uh, dollars reward, yeah. and you really hope I mean 
one thing I'll say about the Providence police for all the attacks that are, you know, that are levied on them and, you know, for all the at times mistakes that get made, Providence police, when they can be solely focused on something, when they can really put resources in. You remember years ago when the young uh, Inus Vargas was, was shot and killed, yes. 12, 12 year old kid. The work that went into that to solve that murder uh, was really just inc- impressive, incredible work. And so you hope that the same kind of thing happens here because, uh, yeah, this is, this is the first time, John, you and I talk about crime every once in a while. This is the first time in a while, though, that I think, unfortunately, a homicide really broke through to people. I'm getting calls from each side where, where people yeah. are very, very nervous about you know, the state of the city right now. Yeah, no, without question. Folks, I start my day each day with, I get an email roadmap. Today it brings out, and I'm glad you wrote about that because I've seen people fly over the Pell Bridge. My God, there's no speed. I've seen people going clearly up to close to over 100 miles an hour. Uh, But I start the day with roadmap. And right now, Dan McGowan, if you'd be so kind to extend this offer to anyone listening in, they get it free. Yeah, and there's what's fun about it is I get to kind of be creative and kind of uh, really dance around on topics. So today we're talking about speeding on the Pell Bridge. Yesterday it's the campaign finance report. So you get to you get a real kind of uh, you know from very kind of a high level conversation to sort of you know uh, uh, local fun stuff that 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 I try to do. And the best way to get it is very simple. It's completely free. You just have to send me a blank email to rinews at globe.com, rinews at globe.com. And everything you get, you know, you, you get all new stuff from me. You get all the reporting from the Globe's team uh, in Rhode Island. So that profile on this young woman that was killed, things like that, lots of political coverage. Uh, and then you get kind of a roundup of where everybody else is. Uh, you know, where's the governor today? What's happening? Is a bill being signed? That sort of thing. So rinews at globe.com and you'll start getting it first thing tomorrow. Dan McGowan, great job. Stay safe and we'll talk to you again. Talk soon. Thanks, John. We're in an accident. Someone hits your vehicle. It's damaged in some way. Pick up the phone and call West Fountain Auto Body, 401-272-3340. They're located 400 West Fountain Street in Providence. Folks, as you're riding along, you just never know You could be dealing with a drunk driver, someone not paying attention. How about the people texting and driving? If you ever damage your vehicle, call West Fountain Auto Body, 401-272-3340. Several reasons. One, they'll handle everything for you. Two, they're going to work for you, not the insurance company. And three, they'll make your car. It'll look like it just rolled out of the showroom. West Fountain Auto Body. Call them, 401-272-3340. 3340. Did someone damage your vehicle? Whether it's a small fender bender or nearly total vehicle, West Fountain will restore your vehicle, get it back on the road. Call them today, 401-272-3340. And remember, if you're having an accident, first thing you want to do, call the police, fill out a police report. If the tow truck shows up, tell them, let's get this vehicle over to West Fountain, 401-272-3340. I can breathe clearly now, my mask is gone Nothing but a big smile for all to see Gone is the Fauci mask I had to wear My lungs will be full, full, full of beautiful air my lungs will be full, 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 full of clean air. My lungs will be full, full, full of beautiful air. My lungs will be full, 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 full of clean air. My lungs will be full, full, full of beautiful air. Calvino, call for a free consultation today, 401 
785-9400 or online fightbackcalljack.com where you or a friend or a member of your family in an auto accident, motorcycle accident, slip and fall, workplace injury, fight back, call Jack, free consultation, 401-785-9400. 50 years personal injury law experience and his office, 100 years combined total with the staff. Fight back, call Jack, 401 401- 785-9400. It would be great if you were in an auto accident, motorcycle accident, slip and fall, workplace injury, and the other person's insurance company offered to compensate you what they should, but it doesn't happen that way. You need a fighter. Fight back. Call Jack. Free consultation. 401-785-9400. Jack Calvino. 401-785-9400. Or online. Fight back calljack.com you're listening to the john DePietro show folks weekdays we start at 11 we go until 2 it's am 1380 and 99.9 fm now remember if you want to get a hold of me the easiest thing to do is log on to my website depetro.com d-e-p-e-t-r-o.com now there you can if you want to listen to the program listen live you can also contact me that way that's the easiest way to get me an email if you'd like to advertise on the show we also have all our links to social media we have uh, links to twitter or facebook or instagram or also on youtube you can also read many of the exclusive stories that we do we have exclusive video you can also shop and get some of the merchandise and at the same time if you ever miss an episode of the john DePietro show if you ever miss a segment you just log on and right at the top it says radio show click onto that It'll bring you right there, and you can listen. It's all in the library fashion. It all starts by logging right on at depetro.com. Summer's here. You want to stay nice and healthy for you and your family? Pop in and see Marie at It's My Health, 1099 Menden Road in Cumberland. You can call her at 401-305-3585. It's My Health, right in that old white church, diagonally across from Davenport Restaurant, it's my health where you're going to find vitamins, herbal remedies from trusted companies, local products like Isae, honey, maple syrup, active skin brushes, also over 250 bulk herbs, teas, and spices that can be purchased by the ounce, plus box herbs and teas. It's my health where you'll find hemp and CBD products for oral and topical use, natural skincare products, hair care, hair care products, essential oils, body oils, and soaps. It's my health. Stop it and see Marie, 1099 Menden Road in Cumberland, or call her 401-305-3585. Shop local and stay healthy with It's My Health, right across the street from Davenport Restaurant. This portion of the John DePietro Show, folks, is brought to you by Brothers Disposal. Call Brother Roland today, now offering weekly trash collection services. Brothers Disposal. Look for them on Facebook. They have those purple dumpsters and the facebook page stands out purple and yellow brothers disposal again offering weekly trash collection services call for an estimate 401-688-0517 401-688-0517 come on brother call brothers disposal today put a purple dumpster in your driveway maybe you're doing some spring cleaning or maybe you want to clean out that basement the garage the attic Call Brothers Disposal today. Get a purple dumpster in your driveway, 401-688-0517. And remember, now offering weekly trash collection services. Call for an estimate. It's Brothers Disposal, 401-688-0517.